Well, hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and alongside me as ever, it's the Billy to my Chuck. Stuart, how are you, mate? Oh, I'm very well, Mark. I was excited <laughs> for this one and even more excited for that introduction. Where's Rico? <laughs> Rico couldn't make it. Uh, <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's a policeman now. He's went back to being a police officer um, post-wrestling. Uh, he's one of those sort of, with other now sort of people. Uh, I think he's done quite well for himself. <laughs> um, so, of course, on this week's show, we're reviewing the, the one, the only, WWF's Invasion pay-per-view from 2001. Um, a simple B pay-per-view with no controversy whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> of course, Invasion happening in July 22nd, 2001 in the Gundarina in Cleveland, Ohio. This pay-per-view basically glorifying the newly found Invasion storyline. Of course, we don't need to do a total recap of the events that preceded this, but simply put, Shane McMahon had pinched the purchase of WCW under Vince's nose um, and has launched a sort of invasion on the WWF using WCW stars. However, the WCW quote-unquote stars were not as big as maybe some fans would have hoped. Um, they had to then introduce ECW alongside, you know, Paul Heyman and some of their stars, um, forming the alliance um, to try and overthrow Vince McMahon and the WWF. Um, obviously, Stephanie McMahon also gets thrown in the next year as well, because why not? Let's make it a McMahon thing. I mean, this this whole concept, Stuart, I mean, we'll never see the like of it again, you know, but just how, you know, going back to when you were watching it at the time, how excited were you for this? And how... Oh, hook, hook, line and sinker for me. The, the fish hook I was biting... <laughs> <laughs> I loved this. This was, um, yeah, this obviously kind of WCW had folded at the time, but this this turned me into an WWF fan. This, this storyline, there's there's two people in the world. There's people that say they they loved this pay per view and angle, and then there's liars. This, <laughs> was, this was glorious stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really fancy. We could come to life, isn't it? Um... Yeah, absolutely is. So, I mean, in terms of numbers, you know, to back up what you just said there, how good this pay-per-view is, it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, 17,059 people in attendance, $848,000 at the gate, averaging about $49 per ticket, if, if there was no comps, that is. Um, any guesses on the pay-per-view buys worldwide, if you've not seen it? <laughs> I've not seen it. Um, it's whopping. Uh, yeah, it's whopping. <laughs> I will go with 350 Try double it and add a bit more on it. Oh. Seven hundred seventy-five thousand buys pay-per-view pay-per-view buys worldwide, only to be outdone that year by the best WrestleMania of all time. No B pay-per-view was even close to it. Even the Rumble, which was the third highest of the year, fell one hundred fifty thousand one hundred fifty thousand buys short. Insane numbers. To this day, is the highest-grossing non-WrestleMania pay-per-view in WWE history. It is ridiculous. Just looking at those numbers and how well it did, I was like, wow. <laughs> Uh, but there was no Goldberg on the card. Go fuck yourself. This was brilliant. Absolutely fucking brilliant. So, the set for this one, first and foremost, before we actually get into the, the card, um, I love the look of it. You know, the invasion and the big letters, the big sort of V-shaped um, entrance with, with like a left door and a right door. Yeah, um, As yeah. if it's different dressing rooms and stuff yeah. like that. Just yeah. thought that was a nice touch. Um, <laughs> and then the pit of death. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Rowdy crowd, great pyro. JR brings us to the show, um, and we're off to a strong start as Lance Storm and Mike Austin stand in the ring, uh, representing the Alliance, of course. Lance Storm yeah. serious for a minute. Uh, <laughs> nah, good stuff. I, I found it weird that um, obviously they didn't really get an entrance. It obviously, just must have been cut. Um, it must have been. What did you, so just just before we get, dive into the first match, what did you think of the opening package? Um, it was like. It was comparing the invasion to like uh, major wars throughout the time. I think it was like. Um, oh yeah, sorry, I've, I've skimmed over that there. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was I, fantastic actually. I, I, um, I, it was good. I thought it was a bit much though. Like yeah, when they started. Uh, oh yeah. 
just like the the kind of world leaders through time. I think uh, I can't I can't remember the American. I think it was Johnson. Um, and I think then, it's uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Is uh, that it's the old um, I've seen war and I hate war sort of thing. I think that's ah, his right, okay, quote. Okay. Yeah. Then you'd fucking Churchill in there, then you'd Stalin in there. So, oh, fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit much. Ah. Um, I thought that. I thought it was very, very peak of the Ruby's video packages, though, in terms of how well it was spliced together, yes. you know. But I, I, do, I, I know what you mean by the purpose of it was quite over the top <laughs> in terms of this is as, as big as a world war, you know. But Yeah, I was, uh, I was thoroughly. I was thoroughly hyped up to watch this pay-per-view and then <laughs> Invasion sponsored by PlayStation. That's that's PlayStation 1, by the way. <laughs> and people <laughs> letting me know how old I'm at. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I was straight off the that great video package. It had the, the music sort of fading out. Sponsored by PlayStation. Oh, for fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Vince. Way to take you out of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we saw, we saw Lance Storm and Mike Austin team before in a, in a WCW match uh, and it wasn't pretty. So I was a bit worried about this one I know Storm would hold his own but for awesome I was a bit worried about it and I was I was nicely uh, yeah, you were enjoyed it <laughs> you were accurate but it was a, it was a quite good match um, yeah in terms of like an opposing tag team dynamic this is it man like um, the absolute charisma vacuums of Lance Storm and Mike Awesome compared to the over the top comedy of Edge and Christian it was a nice kind of a uh, it was a nice lineup. I thought it was yeah. uh, I thought it was smashing there were some, some early slips. Uh, Christian sort of slips on a poetry in motion and sort of over-the-top dive. Um, mm-hmm. Lance fails to catch Storm. Sorry, it's, um, but Awesome fails to catch Storm outside as well, right off the bat. So it was kind of like, oh, JR covers it well. He's like, it's pre-match jitters. Everything's in the balance. Very well done. I was just like, yep, yeah, let's move on then. You know, I don't need to dwell on that one for any longer. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should point uh, out it's JR and Cole on commentary. Fantastic. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, Mike Awesome, um, I think he's a terrible wrestler. What, what's your thoughts on him? This, I mean, I've, I've I've noted here that he brought his working boots with him. I, mean, I think that's probably the best I've ever seen him. <laughs> and I mean, that's not saying much, you know, but I think he, I've never seen so much effort and maybe vigour in his early moves, but he does get gas with five minutes to go. Oh, he's... Um, I think he's gassed. The tank is empty two minutes in. I don't, I, don't think he, I don't think he stood out as a bad worker in this match. I thought they maybe got the best out of him um, in terms of what he can do. Um, I don't think he can do a hell of a lot more, you know? Um, I think he constantly... I, I noticed this um, when he was tagging with Lance in WCW as well. Uh, we've seen a few of those matches. He tries to go and fast forward to keep up with Lance's kind of pace, but it's, it's a different kind of pace. Lance has high work rate. Uh, awesome just tries to do moves quickly and yeah. tries to make that as his work rate, doesn't it? Doesn't quite work it's like, that. like his feet move quicker than he can. Yeah. And it's, you know, he's sort of stumbling over himself mm-hmm. at times. No, he, he, he does look clumsy at times, you know. Um, as I said, I thought the first five minutes he, he did okay. Um, and then you could sort of see he was getting a bit tired after that and he was yeah. missing his cues for spots and stuff. That, that, um, that, that was it. He was, he was, a, bit, he was a bit off the uh, off the pace with, with, with spots and stuff like that. He hit a Big time splash though, that was pretty nice. But doing so, he absolutely winded himself and gassed even more. And that's him. Yeah, finished. <laughs> I mean, he had that big time frog splash, and he got some insane height. I mean, the guy must be about six eight. He's huge, you know. Mm. Um, great, and I was straight after that. I noticed his performance with Dunhill. Um, he eats a clumsy spear and he just sort of like falls yeah. under it. Um, it's almost like he didn't want to take bumps after that. You know, it was like yeah, yeah. Um, so finishes. Um, Awesome's get edge up for the, the Razor's Edge or the Awesome Bomb, however you want to call it. Uh, Christian hits a dreadful spear. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Roman uh, Reigns level spear. Oh, I've seen worse, man. Roman <laughs> Reigns' spear looks at the gore to this garbage. Um, edge obviously falls into position and gets the win. Um, 
So we're counting the score to be currently one 0 to WCW for the pre-show match. So this yeah. this 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 gets them the win to make it one each. When I was watching that, I was like taking my scores through my notes, and I got to like Shane McMahon and Booker T backstage, and then Shane mentions that it's four three. Yeah, because up to that point, I was like, I was like WWE were three and zero and stuff. Like that. Spoilers, but I was like, <laughs> why did they not see that at the start? So I could fuck it because I'm like, I've got three each on mine, so I had to change all my fucking scores. <laughs> yeah, bastards. Yeah. Um, I th- actually, I thought they put a good performance out of uh, Awesome, but um, I thought it was a really good pace match. You know, the energy was kind of what was needed to kick off the show. Uh, it, I enjoyed it, was, it. It was it was, it was not bad. It got a bit tiresome near the end with the, like, there was too many people in the ring all at the same time and it just, it was a wee bit, it was a wee bit sloppy. Finish was, the finish was terrible, uh, but uh, a, a fine opener. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Vince McMahon with v- William Regal uh, coming in to say that Austin and Deborah have a la- arrived at the arena. Um, the old Steve Austin, uh, Vince McMahon sort of says that the rattlesnake and not the corporate shell that we've been used to um, since his attempt at a heel turn. Uh, Vince attempts to sort of hype up Regal, telling him um, to be like the Americans when they squashed the English in the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. And Regal's acting, just, his acting is so underrated. He's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should really think about the fact that they got beat, you know, um, as, as an Englishman. I thought it was great. Um, so Dave Meltzer get your star rating at the ready the war of the referees the dirty WCW referee Nick Patrick takes on the number one Mark Errol Hebner um, <laughs> obviously a, a Wrestlemania main event level build for this one <laughs> as, we, as we cut to the backstage package and see the tensions boiling over in the locker room uh, Hebner Hebner was stomping a mud hole in, in Nick in the previous Smackdown as well <laughs> crowd are crowd are electric for this one here we go the territorial battle between WCW referees and the WWF referees sharing the locker room is not for them, um, <laughs> default. The heat, the, sorry. Heat, the heat Nick Patrick is getting. Look at, this, <laughs> look at the coming in. He know he's a worker. He knows how he, how he gets works. more heat than a lot of people in the company at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, default special guest referee. It can't be Stone Cold because he's in the main event, so it must be Mick Foley. Must uh, be. So. Nick backed up by the WCW referees, including Brian Hebner, Errol's son, of course, which is a bit strange, um, and Little Nate and the guy from the WCW, can't remember his name. Um, Errol Hebner gets his biggest pop ever. Backed up by the WWF referees. Cole, uh, Cole says, um, a man who is extremely loyal to WWF, and I could not help but laugh. I'm like, I mean, oh my goodness. <laughs> Until it comes to selling stolen gear out the back of his boot. Uh, yeah, good stuff, Errol, good stuff. I it's expect a, this meat match to be scripted spot for spot. Eh? <laughs> it's a it's a stiff affair to start us off. Uh, <laughs> they're both throwing some some potatoes. Um, Errol gets knocked out of the ring, uh, but he makes his comeback with a crisp ten punch count in the corner, which the crowd pops for. Um, it's it's worse than a divas match. Let's be honest. Ah. Uh... I, I just laughed the whole way through. Yeah. Um, at the very well, least, it was entertaining, you know? It um, was. I will say this, though. Uh, Nick Patrick's baseball slide dropkick was gorgeous. And I don't say that sarcastically. He actually fucking nailed it. Great form. Um, <laughs> yeah, very much great form. Um, so, ugh, the, 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 the other referees start emailing outside. Um, Foley Fo- Fo- gets to live every young referee's childhood dream uh, of, you're out of there! Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, which then makes Nick Patrick joy jack with Foley, and that's enough of the distractions. Errol hits the gore, gore. It's the worst spear since it's, it's seen his shoulder tackle. <laughs> uh, yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, that's with the three count, uh, five stars all round. Two went through the WF. Yeah, I couldn't put it any better than JR. Bowling shoe ugly. Um, 
after the match, Foley gets his sockle sort of stuff in as well on, on Nick Patrick for, for, for yeah. playing in. So. The, the, the best thing to say about this is that it didn't drag on. It was over and done within two minutes. So, yeah. you know, Nick, Nick Patrick was a great seller. You know, that guy's got a future. Uh, yeah, he, was, he was a generous seller. Absolutely generous uh, seller. So that, that's some nonsense, by the way. <laughs> um, we see a flashback to DDP abducting Stone Cold's wife, Deborah, uh, and brings out the old Stone Cold in him. Um, Chasing DDP and Alamo and stuff like that. Um, so they were really trying to get this over and build the main event. And they basically did this throughout the show, you know, backstage segments, hyping up that main event constantly. Um, and the ongoing scoreline and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Deborah and Sarah should not have mic time ever. Never. No. Never. They're just backstage having a moan. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, like, there's just no... There's just no character to their promo. There's no chemistry. It's just they're literally just having a chat. Like, oh, yes. fucking hell. Um, Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo are going to take on the APA. Um, no bet, no bets on who's doing the GOB on this one. There's a strong favourite. Uh, the APA, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the APA the tag team champions, uh, the re tag team champions, or the ref at the time, uh, and O'Hare and Palumbo, the WCW World Tag Champions. Um, I wrote expecting a short one here, but it went longer than I imagined it would have. I thought it was going to be a quick three-minute bang, 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 you know? Um, uh, yeah, I, I also would have liked if... Um, obviously, it's a kind of running theme throughout the night. It's champion versus champion. I'd have liked to see them actually kind of unify the belts here. Yeah. I, well, not so much unify them, but certainly... No, nah, both both belts are on the line here. Yeah. Would I think it would have made it more interesting straight yeah. off the back. But by the same token, they did eventually go down that route, didn't they? But, um, I mean... Oh, they did, but it's it's, it's only the, it's like the tag belts and the light heavyweight belts. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, ah, just put them on the line. This whole thing goes on right through to November, doesn't it? So it's like, yeah, right um, through to the Survivor Series, yeah, yeah. So, um, a long, I'm sure in their mind as well, they've got a long way to go. Um, yeah. at this point, uh, but some both teams have been have been brawling for week, the weeks prior, and some are here. They jumped the gun, brawl from the get go. Um, expected in a GBL match. As <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then was in, they always a brawl early on. Um, they fucking lay some shit in, like. Ah, uh, see, no, no, I don't think he did. Uh, I was, I was specifically watching for this. I was, I was expecting the usual kind of stiffen from the APA here, but I thought, in fairness, I, they were, they were. I thought it was more. I thought it was more Sean O'Hare. I thought Aye. he was fucking yeah. laying it in. Yeah. He was sticking his shit in there. Yeah. Like, I was watching him. You know, when he was like maybe lifting the knee and hitting some big closings and stuff. I'm like, he is going mm. for it. He was intense. Um, it worked it's, really well. It, it did. It was all I was looking for was Bradshaw smashing one of them for real. But you know, fair play to them. They they were very very professional. Uh, as you say, big big powerhouse match this one. So it's it's an easy story to tell. Like we are harder than you. So it's, yeah, it's very much hard stuff. hitting. More yeah. brawling than wrestling. Um, yeah. Oh here, you know, watched a bit about him before. You know, he definitely had something there. He, mm-hmm. he was fresh mm-hmm. out of Luger's school of grunting in matches. That's for sure. <laughs> um, Good you know, look I think on him as well. Yeah, I, you know, he's got the body and he's, you know, he's got that sort of sickening look about him. Um, yeah, I, I did think, however, the crowd have been as quiet as they have been yet. You know, this is probably one of the lower matches in terms of interest from the crowd. Um, it is your second tag match in three matches, so yeah, a bit of variety. Um, there, there was a nice spot where uh, Palumbo, he goes to the, 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 the big crossbody, but Bradshaw catches him uh, in the corner and he turns into his incredible kind of follow-up slam. I thought that was a lovely spot. Absolutely yeah. lovely. Now, so nice is in here. Um, big finish. Uh, JBL hits, gets the hot tag and he takes Palumbo's head off with a close from hell as expected. So he wins the match and there we go 3-1 up um, mm-hmm. if you're keeping count and obviously counting that pre-show match. Um, I thought it wasn't a great match but it was okay. I thought it was okay. Um, it was uh, it was better than anything that we've seen before from the Natural Born Thrillers and the WCW uh, pay-per-views that we've watched so yeah. they, they are improving. Um, 
Uh, good stuff. I thought it was a good match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Vince backstage talking to Jericho about the inaugural brawl. Didn't like the name of that match, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Dreadful. Vince steals his never, ever catchphrase. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> uh, I'd just like to point out as well that uh, based on Jericho's promo, it makes you realise that he's been bitching about other promotions all his fucking career and that. Like, it's, aye, aye. It's, uh, it's come full circle nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy Kidman's got an upcoming match um, and they sort of uh, Shane and, and Steph and, and Heyman try and rally behind them uh, to get a point back on the board for the Alliance and give them a chance. Um <laughs> Yo, you're dealing with the X Factor. Oh, I popped when I heard this theme song. Uh, I love this theme here, song. Here, here comes the low point of the evening. It's a like <laughs> an expert. Fucking hell. He's the only guy in the WWF side that gets booed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and really fucking booed. Uh, yes. I know Billy Kidman is an over guy. Uh, well, at that point it was anyway, but oh, back. Oh, it's horrible. JR tries so hard to get over that uh, he's, he's just trying to convince you that X Pac's getting cheered. Yeah, he did it right before the barrage of yeah. booze and the X Pac mm-hmm. chance, and he just goes quiet after that. He's like, fuck, I fucked up there. <laughs> you know, trying ah, to read the crowd. Absolutely, uh, absolutely incredible. <laughs> so, X Pac, the WWF light heavyweight champion, uh, Kidman, the cruiserweight champion from WCW. Um, not sure how many times these two have gone one on one, but I thought it was quite an interesting matchup. You know, I don't think I'd ever seen it before, um, or nor heard of it before nah. uh, without this show. So I was kind of like, oh, let's see what they've got. Um, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was, it was okay. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely fine. The the, the the finishing sequence was, was fantastic. Um, X Pac hits the, the X Factor on Kidman as Kidman comes off the top rope, which was fucking gorgeous. Uh, you know, he misses the follow-up Bronco Buster, which I found strange because X Factor is his finish. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's the Kidman gets the the boot right up the <laughs> right up the hole, <laughs> and uh, Kidman follows it up with a, a very janky-looking shooting star press for the win. I, 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 I love the move. The shooting star press is an incredible move, but the way Kidman hits it, <sighs> always over to the side. Yeah, he seems sideways, doesn't he? He goes sideways. Um, I don't know if he thinks that's because. I don't know if he finds it safer when he does that. Yeah. I don't know if he likes to see where he's going rather than, you know, because you, you do go blind for that split second. But if you come sideways, you'll probably see what you're doing the whole time. But he has missed a few of them because of it. Yeah. Well, the you move know. got banned because of him, because he broke. Um, he had it right in Chavo's face, was it? Not? Chavo. That's the one I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some, some tough ones with that. But yeah, Kevin hits a shooting star against the win, seven minutes, 12 seconds. Um, gets WCW on the board. I no complaints, you know, it served its purpose. Yeah, um, absolutely. Didn't have an awful lot to take away from it, but that was okay. Again, it's just, it's just the storyline of the match, isn't it? Like, I'm the better cruiserweight, like, let's fight. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Um, ah, nothing. there was nothing too um, intricate on this show at all. It was just sort of, no. you know, putting the, the, the one team's guy against the other guy and yeah, see what you get. The matches themselves don't need individual storylines because the storyline is the overall uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, the entirety of the show. Um, which is such a unique thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, very much is, yeah. Uh, DDP's backstage, this is through his uh, stalker voyeur gimmick, so um, very much low point DDP. Um, nice. He's getting hyped by the Alliance leaders as well as we see Tori and Stacey bigging up their bra and panties match later on. It's the most cringy watch thing to watch, um, so I moved on pretty quickly after that. <laughs> uh, Raven versus William Regal. Um, I'm just going to hold my hands up now. I've never been a fan of Raven. Um, no. No, I totally uh, missed the boat on any his, you know, his, his character work stuff anyway. So I've never had that much interest in the guy. I've, I've um, actually got that noted. I was going to ask you, like, what's your thoughts on him? And do you remember seeing any stuff kind of back in the day? No, because he was a bit before me. And um, really, when I got into wrestling, he was like 
So if, I mean, you're talking Mania 18 when he was wrestling for the hardcore title, you know, mm-hmm. and he was pretty much at the door soon after that. Um, and I never really seen him much again. So obviously, I went back and watched some of his stuff. But I just didn't feel it. Um, yeah, this this period here in time is what I associate most with Raven. Um, I mean, if you take out the obviously the famous kind of six chair shot in ECW, when he's kind of a hung up on the cage and Dreamer fucking smashes him with the chair shot, mm. um, that's that's about all I remember for him. But I think, um, I mean, a solid enough worker. I had a lot of people saying like, you know, he, he was a really good worker, but obviously he went down this character route where it became more of a hardcore brawling thing. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't that he couldn't work; he just that's what he wanted to do, you know. Um, I think it was just WWF's interpretation of an ECW guy that I, all you can do is hardcore shit. Uh, yeah, because they don't have a character like Johnny Polo or something. Johnny Polo was his managerial character back in the nineties. Ah, right, yeah. Um, but no, I don't know an awful lot about Raven. Uh, watching this match simply for Regal. Uh, oh, hundred percent. An excellently British theme song and the burgundy attire is a vintage Regal. Um, he is. Yes, yes, he's he's um his strikes are like the best, some of the best in the business. Um, and in terms of his own work, it's second only to his facial expressions. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so good. His facials and his acting is just uh, so good, so just, good. He's just the fucking best. Um, if I, I if, if I had to describe Raven for like a photo description. I'd probably have to just describe him as a Bronx junkie. You know, like the yeah, leather jacket, jeans, scruffy, looks like he needs a good wash, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd like to say it works for his character, but I'm, I'm pretty certain he's like that most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, but yeah, this was more of a sort of brawling match rather than the, what you maybe expect from a, a Vigo style. But that's more of his WWF style, wasn't it? Is yeah, a lot more vicious strikes mm-hmm. rather than suplexes and submissions. You drop some in here and there, but. Um, well, especially when you're never even, you can't exactly have a five star classic. No, absolutely not. Um, can I just do my 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 my, my segment on uh, fact checking Michael Cole? Go on. <laughs> so Cole says Regal used to fight on the docks of Blackpool, uh, a town on the west coast of England that's famous for having no docks at all. What he means is Fleetwood. Fleetwood has docks. That's just up the road mm. from Blackpool. Uh, that's just just north. Get your fucking facts checked, Cole. Uh, it's either the pier of Blackpool or Blackpool it's the docks has, of Fleetwood. Yeah. Blackpool has piers and promenades. Fleetwood is the dock town. Go fuck yourself, Michael Cole. You don't know your geography, Michael Cole. How dare you sit in that announce desk? Sure, you should have been sitting there beside <laughs> JR that night. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have fucked that one up. Uh, so my boy comes down. Uh, <laughs> We get a double down. Taz comes in, suplexes Regal, uh, and gives Raven the win. So the score's now three, three, two to the good guys. Um, Look at the state of that fat fuck, man. Wow, he, I mean, big time. Taz has lost a lot of mass. Well, gained a lot of mass and lost a lot of physique. Um, yes, and stamina. He must have started running at the start of this match, and he's only just reached. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I remember I was speaking to you the other day. Um, also, Taz. Had brought in the, the FTW um, title to the EW and stuff like that, and I was like, I was looking at all, an old picture of Taz with that belt and an ECW, mm-hmm. and the shape the guy was in. I was like, my goodness, you know. And then you, you fast forward to a few years down the line, and you're like, wow, like if he'd yeah. maybe kept that shape, who, who knows where he would have stood when he went to the you know? Because um, he looked like a, I just thought it was a bad motherfucker, you know. But uh, absolutely, but unfortunately, when he went to WWF. His nose didn't clear the top rope. You know yeah. what I mean? He's a, he's a small guy. You're, yeah, you're, you're done. You're absolutely done. 
Which, which uh, we'll see a, an example of that later on the night. Yeah. Um, the post-match uh, facials on Regal, Regal was brilliant. He was just yeah, seething. Yes. Um, but if you had to pour water, cold water, it'd be boiled by the time it reached these toes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, unfortunately, probably one of the worst matches of the night, though. Um, I, I just agree. Um, unfortunately, they, they just didn't click. Too. Yeah, in terms of, you know, not just match quality, but interest, you know. Yeah. You know, of some of your other matches I've had, you maybe thought, all right, I wasn't too thinking about that one, but at least you've got two champions in there or whatever. I should just commission a Regal working with it, working with it, you know. And maybe if it was Regal and Shane. Yes. yes. Because, you know, Shane's leading and obviously Regal being the commissioner, that would have made more sense. That'd be a hell of a better match. Um, I would also suggest even go as far as to say Regal could have been in the main event because of his authority position. Yeah, the Regal, yeah. That would have been interesting because he's Vince's right hand man, so why would they not be in the match? Yeah, he's a better fucking wrestler than Jericho. (laughs) Better wrestler than most people should come on. Uh, So, Vince backstage talking to Kane Undertaker, hyping them up for the the brawl later on as well. he goes, on, he goes on and on about Taker's missus getting kidnapped and he just gets thrown up against the wall, which I thought was quite good. Um, uh, his reaction was amazing. He's like, oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, I'll get straight afterwards. I've got my message across, you know. <laughs> they know. They know where they're at. Um, it was more of a choke me harder, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> family show, family show. Uh, well, it's the big show. Um, nice pop. Definitely. Gun, Billy Gunn, nice pop. Poor Albert. Fuck. Why would you big Albert? Silence. Bring him in the middle, you know. <laughs> silence. Uh, <laughs> so this is a, a six-man tag. Um, Chris Canyon, Hugh Morris, and Sean Stasiak on the WCW end. Um, they they all came out together, which is just like, yeah, you guys don't get a, a single entrance. Generic group entrance, <laughs> generic song. See you yeah. Later. Well, it was uh, Mister Perfect's old song. Oh, it was actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Which Stasiak was using. Um, remember the 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 preview that we watched recently? He was trying to steal Mr. Perfect's gimmick. In yeah. Area, so. Nowhere near that good, son. You're nowhere near that good. Um, uh, nice, nice triple slam spot to start us off, though. The three big WWF guys are just fucking thrown around the, the garbage. That yeah. It was like yeah. A, a trio of military press slams. Fantastic. Nice, um, nice visual. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, which was also nice was... Um, Canyon's uh, Russian leg sweep into the Jeff Jarrett stroke or Mizzy's skull crushing finale, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I thought that was a nice wee spot because he didn't he didn't let go. It was a nice yeah. wee roll through. It was fucking lovely actually. Yeah, I've watched a wee bit of Canyon and Chris Canyon, and you see bits of him, and you think, ah, he was all right, you know. Yeah, he, he yeah. had it in there. He was a bit fucking bland as a person, you know. But um, mm-hmm. in terms of when he gets in the ring, yeah, he can go. Um, Hugh Morris, <laughs> get out the fuck. Uh, oh. Every time I watch him, I'm like, oh, I cannot watch you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stasiak without Stacey is just stupid. And who wants to see that? Yeah. Um, so Stasiak has a, a reverse DDT while Morris is a legal man. Um, he attempts to pin before he realises that he's not the legal man <laughs> just to get out. I'm like, fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, Alain steal the win on this one as well. Um, but the referee distracted. So it's all, it's all square. Um WWF guys immediately get their heat back after the match. Silly. The, the bell has barely rang for the finishing big show, so they get them up for the jokes. <laughs> yeah, like, no, you're not getting that one. Um, in fact, uh, I think it's 4 3 at this point, yeah, because it's 4 3, yeah. The early, the early point, which I've forgotten about halfway through there. Um, uh, big show also hits his uh, alley oop, which might be the worst finisher in he, the history of wrestling. I don't really recall him doing that. Oh, so, uh, couldn't have lasted very long. Nope. 
Um, and there's evidence why in the match. It's fucking dreadful. <laughs> um, T and Shane McMahon having a wee hype party backstage as well. Um, I thought that was one of the better ones of the segment. Bugatti's mm-hmm. um, just, I think it's fantastic. Um, he's the only star in that alliance. <laughs> well, apart from Van Damme, but yeah, you guys is Bugatti. That is it. Definitely. Um, DDP could have been there, but obviously the way they booked them is fucking damn shame. Um, shagger, my DDP shagger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Regal's backstage. He's absolutely raging about his loss earlier on. Uh, he was at his, his, his commissioner's office, sends Tajiri out there to get Taz and get revenge. I love Tajiri just answering him back in Japanese every time yeah. Regal says something. Very Asuka of now, you know, where like, Asuka just, just goes on and on and on. And even though you don't know what they're saying, it's, like, it's so entertaining. You I, get I find it's. They, so get, they, get the message across. they do get the message across, even though you don't know what they're saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll just let you call this next match, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, Taz versus Tajiri. Um, just Taz, what a bad motherfucker. Um, obviously, on the way out at this point. Um, I do think he had, he'd had some injuries and stuff like that. Um, ah, he's fucking pie arm gets sore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was what, primarily neck injuries, because very little suplexes and, stuff, suplexes and stuff like that in this match. Oh, yes, that I... suplex machine is gone by this point. Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't Taz get his neck broke in ECW at one point? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's what started to really slow him down a wee bit. Um, it's just a lot of Taz beating Tajiri down for the most part. Um, Michael Cole and JR are just berating Taz's decision to leave the commentary booth. And that's simply because they're jealous of how good he is. Um, and they know that without him, they will never mount to anything in commentary. Um, there's no bias there whatsoever. It's just me, you know, spitting absolute facts. Um, Tajiri locks in the Tarantula, uh, hits a gargantuan kick to the jaw before spraying the green mist into the eyes for the win. Um to be back on level terms. This was an okay match. Tajiri is a fucking hell of a worker. A hell of a worker. I'm a big fan of Tajiri. Um, he's stri- he's got nice, quick strikes. Um, and he's got a really, very really agile moveset. And obviously, he's got the green mist as well, which is incredible. Um, what I did point, I was obviously looking for the point where Tajiri gets the mist in his mouth. Um, and obviously, you see when he's down and outside at the ring apron, he does some job keeping that mist in his mouth. Um, because the rest of it are a good two and a half minutes, and he's getting suplexed everywhere. Yeah. Just mouth sealed shut. Uh, before he actually has to use it. <clears throat> It's incredible. I mean, that would just be like a capsule, wouldn't it? Like maybe bite on and then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it's incredible. Um, yeah, I, I also like. Um, I, I love referee kayfabe. So, like, he goes, he goes to count the pin, and he can clearly <sighs> see that. Yeah. He's got a face full of green mist, but because he didn't actually see it happening, arc, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. It's the fucking. Uh, did stuff. you notice the jury sort of? shunted over a wee bit to hide Taz's face yeah. for the referee a wee bit it was sort of a wee bit noticeable but by that point you know the referee already seen but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's that like, old sort of they're, they're, they're so stupid it's like the referee only sees shoulders to the mat that's all yeah. they see the fucking <laughs> stuff so we we see the Hardys backstage um, Matt's hyping Jeff for his match against Rob Van Dam as Van Dam comes into the free hits Matt with a chair and sort of backs off and tells Jeff that he's next so that sort of sets the free for that one um, I, I was that's an iconic spot in in wrestling, like, I always remember that happening, and it was fucking brilliant. I don't know, it was just, it's literally Matt Hardy getting hit by a chair. <laughs> it sounds sadistic, but it just works so well. Um, a nice bit of psychology that takes Matt out of the next match, because it's a hardcore match, so he yeah. can run interference. Fucking brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant stuff. 
Um, I also like the <laughs> did you like the, the overly worked scene from WWE in New York <laughs> with Holly. Um, so hardcore Holly sitting signing autographs. Oh, how you doing, man? Ah, blah blah blah. Being all friendly with the fans, and then this big tall streak of piss comes in with the WCW shirt. And he just goes ballistic, rip the shirt off. <laughs> big tall guy gets out screen, fucking holding his nipples, man. Oh, man, just signing autographs. Oh, yeah, but he just he sits back doing the big guy because of that. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's so Vince, man. Like overproduced the fuck, man. What a mark! <laughs> uh, excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, I Bob Holly being a bully, a bully fits him fucking perfectly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So AVD versus Jeff Hardy, a hardcore title match, the only title match on the show. Um, here we go, man. This is this is this will be match of the night. First and foremost, AVD is in fantastic shape here. Like, yeah. I mean, he was in good shape a lot of time, you know. But you could fuck it, he was in top form here. Um, Jeff Hardy. We, we spoke about this in a previous episode. He <laughs> yeah. is fucking over. And I'm going to repeat myself with what I said in, um, in the Extreme Rules 2009 uh, review. In what world does Jeff Hardy not get the pop in the night? Like, oh, fucking hell, man. He's just... Yeah. Even with Austin on the card, I think he got yeah, he you know, that, that level of pop. Yeah, you know, it, was like... big, it was a bigger pop than Austin got. Yeah, it's, it absolutely It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this was a match I was really looking forward to. You know, expectations are an all time high here. Um, two guys that you probably wouldn't see wrestle too many times together either, because I think they were always on the same side of this position. You know, they're both normally baby faces, mm-hmm. um, sort of coming out the back of this. So, um, very back and forth stuff, counter with counter sort of early on. Um, so smooth, crisp. so smooth. Yeah, uh, RVD hops up to the top, and Jeff Hardy pushes him over the ring post to the outside. Um, Oh, that that bump, man, insane! It, I kind of noted at this point as well. These two guys will bump for each other all day long because I've I've heard RVD say this in, in interviews. Like uh, in terms of a dance partner, I think Jeff Hardy is always his preferred one because they've got the same kind of insight and um, mentality of what a wrestling match should be. They've both got the same kind of ideology, mm-hmm. and you can fucking tell. Oh, it's it's so good, so yeah. so good. Not your not your standard hardcore match here either, you know. It's much not, more wrestling going on. It is, it is. There was literally maybe less than a handful of spots where it was actually hardcore, and that's fine. That's absolutely yeah. fine. And it, it took you know maybe six or seven minutes to get there. You know, it was very yeah. much you know first three or four minutes in the ring, and then they sort of went into the crowd a wee bit. Um, oh, they're, they're they're absolutely just working towards the big massive ladder spot. Um, it's the, the the iconic JR calls. How do you learn to fall off a twenty foot ladder? I uh, didn't even didn't even um, realize that was this match. Um, so Jeff's obviously perched on top of the massive ladder and outside. Four thousand feet high ladder. Uh, fucking hell! It's mad. He's touching the bastard roof. Um, RVD gets into the ring and just starts shaking the ladder, and Jeff just yep, Jeff just tumbles to the floor. Absolutely yeah. no problem at all, man. Insane spot. Absolutely insane. Aye, uh, I mean, it's safe enough to a degree, but there is a lot of room for error. Oh, um, 100%, man. Because obviously, but the, actual, the actual time where, you know, he's not falling directly from 15 feet up, you yeah. know, obviously he's coming down a bit, so that allows you a bit of momentum to maybe roll through, but if you land awkwardly, you can break a leg, you know? Yeah, like absolutely. If you don't get that, if you don't get the roll correctly off yeah. the ladder, then you're fucked. Um, and that moves us on to the next insane spot of the night. Uh, the guys are brawling up towards the, the the ramp, the the big pit, the pit of death. I'm going to call it. Yeah, right in the uh, middle. RVD hits the Van Terminator on Jeff, uh, who falls into the pit at the entrance. Oh, fucking quality spot, man! Quality move. What a bump. Loved it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I was really surprised that wasn't the finish. It's good to make. It's good to make use of that. You know. Um... Yeah, when you've got like a set like that, it's good to make you see something like that um, because it makes it memorable to that show, you know. Yes. Um, yes. See, yes. I thought it, I thought it worked really, really well. Um, 
Obviously, this is a false getting away, so we get pinfalls as we go sort of up the ramp, and Van, Van Damme doesn't get the pin on that one, which sort of frustrates him. Um, back to the ring, RVD drop kicks a chair into a prone Jeff Hardy in the corner, um, misses his spot like a moonsault. He drapes a hardcore title over Jeff Hardy and hits a five-star frog splash for the win. 12 minutes, 24 seconds, um, becomes a new hardcore champion. Just a really good showing for both of these guys. I thought it was what, great. What a fucking match. It's just absolutely incredible. Um, watch this match. If you don't want to watch this, the people, if you watch this match, it's just it's so good. I'd probably go as far as to say, out with the match against John Cena at one night stand, this is probably RVD's best match ever. Wow. It's that good. It's so... It's just absolutely effortless. Absolutely effortless. Good yeah, it just feels it's so easy to watch, you know. It's just so... You just sit back and chill and watch it. It's... I- I could have watched this match again, like immediately after it. Yeah. Um, we now see uh, Vince with Kurt Angle backstage. Um, again, it's all about hyping them up. Enough of this Americana bullshit, uh, yeah. Angle says, which is a great line. Um, yep. In one single promo, Angle drops the comedy gimmick and he's just now into ass kicker mode. Like, this this is the promo right here. Yeah. Uh, brown stuff. Fucking brown stuff. That's that's one thing that a lot of people don't aren't able to do nowadays, you know, but it's... it's Alright, you can do the fun comedy stuff, but as soon as Angle needs to get serious, he does and drops it. And people believe it because he's cut Angle, you know? It's very difficult to, to bring that around them. I've said that before, you know, but it's just every time you see it in, in, in action, you're like, ah, oh, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, next up, we get the first ever Brian Panties tag match uh, Trish and Lita versus Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson. Mick Foley on double duty. Uh, he's <laughs> reffing this one too. He managed to wangle his way into this one. Uh, <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um, it's hilarious that there's a storyline behind this match, and there's actually like a three-minute video package to build yeah. this match. Like, fucking hell, this is madness. Um, yeah, I mean, I very much sort of flew by this one because I'm like, how good can a brand panties match be? Well, um, I tell you what, the, the story like getting into it was was absolutely fine. Um, obviously, they were putting the so the, there's there's kind of a there's two feuds in here. Obviously, Lee and Trish were feuding at the time over the the Hardys. Obviously, they're mm-hmm. putting the moves on Jeff and Matt respectively, and they were kind of jealous of each other because of it and then Stacey and Tori have come in and tried to uh, get in with the Hardy Boys as well so that's, that's, that's still actually, like oh wait a minute here they're trying to get in now you know but... there's actually a background to this um, yeah. but the the cringy fucking oh they don't have the legs that I have that kind of fucking drop that bollocks man Why I, you, just, have a rest, just, have a, just have a wrestling match as it's the over sexualising thing of it you know which sort of like you don't need that but I, I know why they fucking did it because you know that was still it was only about the attitude era and it was like still popular somewhat yeah exactly and sex will always sell yeah so fair enough and four very very attractive uh, female wrestlers <clears throat> yeah I thought the match was okay though um, it was absolutely fine um, I'm going to say the big the biggest positive that was in this it. match was that Jerry Lawler wasn't commenting yeah <laughs> I'd say that's accurate. That's a thumbs up, isn't it? It absolutely um, is. Um, obviously, it's, it, it is an absolute piss break match before the main event, but it's got the probably the famous spot where obviously Trish and Lee win, um, and they are going up the ramp, and Trish is on autopilot mode. She just tries to go back up the ramp as if it's a normal ramp, and she just a bit falls to her death. Oh, did you not notice that? No, no I didn't even notice uh, that. So Lita uh, actually made the save, or Trish was tumbling in that pit, making an arse <laughs> herself. Uh, so that's Lita's baby face turn right there. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd have been a great blooper. Uh, yeah. I thought it was okay, I so uh, Trish and Lita won the match, and uh, move on. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, there, there, there wasn't a lot of uh, manoeuvres to call in that match. No, no. Um, it was just four birds getting their arse out, so yeah, thumbs up. 
But backstage, it's final pep talk time. Uh, Heyman gets his team hype before in the other dressing room we see Austin with Vince um, Austin sitting cracking his knuckles literally you can hear it uh, <laughs> saying he doesn't need a pep talk um, and it's time to get in the main event the inaugural brawl match so we have representing the alliance Rhino the Dudleys DDP and Book of T um, against Team WWF which is Steve Austin Cut Angle Chris Jericho Kane and The Undertaker um, I mean on paper I like teams running aye yeah um so Shane Heyman and Steph come down and so does Vince. Um, well, he, he's about a pop and eyes on Vince, you were like, oh my, you know, he's ready for it. <laughs> very, very strange alternative entrances. Yeah, the tit for tat entrances. So we had like the Dudleys and then the Brothers of the Destruction, then Rhino, then Jericho, then Booker mm-hmm. T, then Angle, and then, of course, DDP and Austin would come out when they were all brawling, um, which I thought was really, really good because, you know, Taker wanted a bit of DDP, so he went for him and everybody yeah, started brawling. Yeah. And then Austin came down and he got a bit of everybody and... Aye, that, that was a really nice way to open the match. I thought it yeah. gave it a lot of energy straight off the bat. Nice hot start with the brawl. Um, so Austin actually starts in the match, right? So <laughs> Austin, right? Great, great story- storyteller in the ring. No doubt about that. One of the all-time bests. Mm. In- absolutely incredible on the microphone. Uh, charisma to spare. In-ring technical ability. <laughs> He's a bit of a clumsy bastard. Yeah. I've, said, it- this, I've said this in the past, but this match kind of a... Just solidified my point. Um, uh, he's limited at what he does, but I think it's probably partially because he's limited of what he has to do. You know, hundred yeah, percent. Um, he's never going to be under the microscope in that margin because of he's stone fucking cold, isn't he? Like, exactly. He's he's so high above ten on those other points I've made that it doesn't matter. He's only maybe like a five or a six or a ten in the if, ring. If you're looking at somebody breaking on breaking into the right now, breaking into NXT, and they work like Austin, they would never make it. No, <laughs> never um, make it. Yeah. They would, you know, they be, they boot the door before they'd even got the fucking ball rolling. Um, I absolutely agree with that point. Yeah, but it's awesome. So <laughs> it, it, it's just it's just funny how how the times change and how the standard changes. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting to look back at that. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, what what is such a, such, a, such a big thing nowadays? Um, but yeah, as you said, Austin Austin starts with Rhino. We basically get a, a revolving door of of tags. You know, everybody gets uh, it's, in. It's um, absolutely impossible to call. Every every single spot here. Um, yeah. It's very much you, building up to the to the, the big bro, sort of yeah. culmination at the end. Um, I did note one thing. Um, so Stone Cold's get the pin on Booker T, or Angle's get the pin. Somebody's get the pin on Booker T, and uh, Rhino misses his cue, and he's Booker T's already kicked out, and Rhino just comes in and smashes Booker T anyway. Yeah, that was Jericho. I think because Jericho's looking Jericho. at him, and he sort of, he sees him coming, and he's like, oh, "You're too late." So he just sort of sits up, and Rhino just falls at <laughs> Booker T. I thought it was brilliant. Um, that was a that was a really good point worth noting there. Actually, it's um, a, it's, it's a very very fast paced match. I do like the I, I don't generally like this kind of clumsy match, but the way they do it is incredible because everybody just goes full pelt until the tank's empty, and then they just tag out, and then yeah. somebody else can come in and just go until the tank's empty. So it really really keeps the pace of the match. High, very, very yeah. high, high work. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact there's not any major spots because you can't do too much when you've got ten men around the ring, you know. No, um, no but it was, it was good. Um, I, lo- I don't know if you noticed this, but Austin comes in at one point and takes out Booker T, but he sort of falls in his ass. Yeah. So he just does backward rolls it while he's flipping people off. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's just like rolling back and giving people a figure and rolling back. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. this is fantastic. Um, and he also at one point, uh, Chris Jericho's like a way out of his corner, hanging over the top rope. 
and you see Austin in the background just grabbing Charles Robinson with the hair on the outside and pulling him away for Jericho for telling yeah. him off. Yeah. It was just stuff like that. I'm like, oh, Austin's in full troll mode. <laughs> There's actually a few things that I noticed about that, uh, just that you mentioned Charles Robinson. He was fixing the ring steps at one, step, uh, one point as well. I, I, I don't know if it was, Vince was over on his ear as well. Like, what, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Because um, you could hear the stairs getting rattled on the broadcast. Uh, what, what's happened? Nothing like... Mm. There wasn't any that get rammed into the stairs to, to break my part, so I, uh-huh. I don't understand what he was doing. Strange one. Get into business for himself. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess he's come up in soon after. Um, so it all sort of kicks off when Austin gets tagged in, but the ref doesn't see it, so he doesn't allow it. Um, mm-hmm. That gets the alliance some heat, and then basically everybody starts to come in and just starts yeah. pairing off. Um, Reno accidentally goes Booker T at one point. How, how strange was that? It was like... I assume like Jericho was meant to get out of the way at the last minute, but he uh, was already it was far out of the way. No, nobody was there. It's just as if he ran at Booker he T. Just, and... <laughs> he just go Booker T for no reason. <laughs> I mean, I like Reno man, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't feel too well in this match. He doesn't he's he's not of the level of others in this match. No, um, uh, Booker T just no sells to go anyway because he's fighting with Austin like ten I, seconds later. Six seconds later, I can see him leaning against the rope looking for his next fucking spot. You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, what was the, what was the point? Uh, you you got to give Reno something, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Uh, the the table spots were all class, all three of them. Um, so Kane choke slams uh, Bubba through the the English announce table, mm-hmm. um, and then it is Rhino and Devon suplex Taker through the Spanish one. The, yeah, and then we've got um, Rhino. So, gets, no, no, no. Sorry, no it, it's, Devon gets put through the original table. Um, is it right? Okay. Bubba and, then, and Rhino suplex um, Kane. Kane through the Spanish yeah. table, and then Rhino gets pushed through a prone leaning table on the yes, barricade by Jericho. Right. Yeah. Um, basically, the taking bump. almost everybody down. Um, don't forget, bump of the night. Charles Robinson takes a last ride from the Undertaker. Um, I, I didn't see the point in that either. Poor Charles managing that rough. Night. Oh no! Straight after it, Mike Kilda comes back in the ring and just fucks him out. He's like, get yeah. the fuck him out. Yeah, it's like an ongoing sort of few things still. He's like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, take on DDP, fuck off through the crowd as well. They're finished for the night. Um, oh, that's take style. Um, <laughs> oh, he needs to get out into the fucking crowd somehow. Prick. Austin's outside holding his knee with a doctor. Um, you're not quite sure what's happened. You know he was gone at some point, so you think he's down injured. Um, well, he, he, he does genuinely take his, uh, his knee brace off, which yeah. is strange. I'm like, oh, hold on, know what's actually happened here? Because I noted that. I'm like, oh, I think Austin might have injured his knee here. Um, I think I think he did legitimately injure his knee. Um, because he didn't wrestle for a wee while after this. Uh, I, I noticed when he was in the ring, he was sort of having a wee limp, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, later on in the match um, at the end. But basically, carnage everywhere at this point. Um, just about everybody left down, with the exception of Booker T, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, and Kurt Angle. Um, Camera dwells on that for a wee while, you know, with people laying about, which I thought was quite good, sort of like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen next sort of thing. Um, we get Booker T back in the ring, beating down Angle, and then Angle just fires up, and he gets the, the crowd are behind him big time. Um, I thought it was great. Locks in the ankle lock, he gets pushed into the referee, he takes a bump. Um, he gets a visual tap out, though, Booker T does tap out. Yeah, um, Shane hits Vince it. with the title before Angle throws him in the outside as well, which I thought oh, was... Vince, man, he does not put his hands up to take nope. a belt shot. He takes that <laughs> fucking belt face. <laughs> you know if I will, he's like, and, and Shane's here before they go, you better fucking hit me. You yeah. better hit me in the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> you better hit me, you better beat the shit out of you, Shane. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's very much that type, you know. You remember the the, the one on SmackDown a few, a few couple of years ago, where it's uh, Shane, uh, sorry Vince, and uh, Kevin Owens, and Owens headbutts him, oh, and Vince is just talking so much shit in his face. And Owens did an interview afterwards, and he's like, "What was Vince saying?" He's like, "He was just talking so much shit, like he was just fucking railing me up big time." <laughs> he's just like, he just does not go the soft way, does he? Like, you got hit me, you better fucking hit me. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good, absolutely brilliant. Love it. Um, 
Time to go into the finish, shall we? Um, yes, yes. So as you say, there was no referee as Booker T was tapping out. Um, Austin rolls the referee in and then just kicks Angle, hits him with a stunner, and Booker T pins Kurt Angle for the win. Um, gets the Alliance to win. Steve Austin turns his back on the WWF and Vince McMahon once again and helps the Alliance to win at Invasion. 29 minutes and 30 seconds for the match. Yes, it was long, but I think it had to be. Um, obviously, other fans would feel that at the time anyway, they've been left shortchanged. Um, mm-hmm. I think it had to be a long match. I think you had to have those brawls happen in there. Um, the Austin heel turn, I mean, what did you make of that? I say heel turn, you know, it wasn't really fully face yet anyway. It was sort of, no. you know, in between, but the, the, the turn around WWF and stuff like that. What did you think of that at the time? Now um, thinking back at it and, and where it sort of went from there. So at the time, obviously, you're absolutely stunned because you're young and you're an absolute mark. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, what's, what's happening here? Uh, looking back, I still probably think it's the best thing they could have done. Uh, put a big, massive star on the opposition side. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely fine with that. Um, about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think they needed that. Um, yeah. I think it was a good way to end it because you. we always look at these pay-per-views as well. See the way a show ends you want to tune into Raw the next night to see what happens and this absolutely done that you know I was you like absolutely stole, next you know absolutely stole my point <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I think that was the whole point of it you know and, and I, controversial you know some people probably agree and disagree with it um, I just love when this match broke down you know in terms of the match overall when it broke down and got hectic it just totally brought me in um, it took me a while to get there but by the same token you know you were sort of watching to see how it would unfold um, and I know back at the time because it was such a hot angle people will sit through another 10 minutes of that before you you know you get to the stage where you get to so um, no fair enough it's the way they probably had to do it I think they've done it as best they could um, yeah, definitely I uh, also pointed out as well Stephen had a wee beer but fucking hell Stephen can guzzle beer man <laughs> fucking hell man I think she's finished before Austin is man <laughs> <laughs> Champ, absolute champ. Brilliant. Um, there has been obviously, I mean, so everybody's rebooked the fucking invasion storyline to the death, man. Um, it's what, circumstantial, isn't it? Like, it, absolutely, it absolutely is for who they had at the time, etc. etc. So, what would be your ideal team alliance versus team WWF? Obviously, at the, at the time, give or take a few months, yeah. So, if, if you could, you know. Coax people out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's quite a tough one. Um, I'm going to just... Right, I'll, 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 WWE side, that's, that's yeah, an easier yeah, one for me to do. You probably wouldn't change a lot in the WWE side, I imagine. No, I keep Austin and I keep Angle and yep. I keep Jericho. I'd, yep. have to, I'd have to put in Triple H and Rock um, for Kane right. Undertaker and I would use them further than the card, maybe in a tag match or something, you know? Um, okay, okay. That's that's what I would probably change. Um yeah, so Rock, Austin, Triple H, Angle and Jericho. Right, okay. I've I, I admitted the Rock because um oh he was always in Hollywood at the time. So yeah. I'll right, I'll just leave him leave him at the picture. Yeah, I went for Angle, Triple H, Take Arcane and Austin. Uh, so not a lot of changes. I literally just swap my Jericho for Triple H. Yeah. I was looking at sort of who be, who who you could use elsewhere on the card and I thought, well take him DDP, yeah. Ah, uh, and then you know, you've, you've got Kane there to use for maybe a big man match or somebody, you know. Um, <laughs> a showdown with Hugh Morris. Well, if I was gonna, if I was gonna give you my, I'll give you my WCW team then. So I'll probably go, I probably have to go Goldberg. Yeah. Hogan. Okay. Sting and Flair. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably use Scott Hall. Um, and then I, I would use Nash for Kane. You know, if I was gonna, you know. 
I'm just thinking about I put the other guys. Um, I, 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 an Undertaker Kane versus the Outsiders match would be smart. Would be yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Really, really uh, good. Um, I've went for. I've kind of kept it. Um, obviously, I've RVD. Obviously, um, he has to be there for the ECW representation. Ah, fair enough. There is no one else. Um, I, I've went all WCW there actually, haven't I? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think I, I, RVD is the. the I mean, it's default, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, RVD, and I've kept Booker T in because he was the champion at the time. He had the, the heavyweight title and the US belt as well. Mm-hmm. And then I filled it up with uh, Stingle, Burger, Flair. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That would be your ideal. Kind that of would be dynamite, actually, yeah. CW, yeah. Uh, I can I put Hogan in there just for the star power. Um, you know, uh, I, I certainly yeah. don't want to watch Hogan in these matches. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, <laughs> it's the same reason Nash isn't in there, though, I can't fucking stand Kevin Nash. So like, I'll top him. <laughs> Regardless. Um, no, it's always interesting, but as I say, it's been overbooked to death, um, the whole show, and people say, you know, you'd have Goldberg versus Austin and, and all of this, but it's it's, it's really it's so circumstantial. <laughs> I, I mean, think, you, I think we looked at the, the actual roster that was that was it's accessible to WWE and dreadful. they did the best they fucking could they did they absolutely did if you look up uh, WCW 2001 roster around about April just before they folded maybe March time oh there's nobody absolutely yeah, nobody, nobody. Um, so as a show overall give me your give me your oh, I mean fucking incredible pay-per-view um, it's my favourite B-show uh, of all time it's uh, the world's favourite B-show of all time yeah, as well, <laughs> going by the numbers. Because it is. Um, you've already made the point. Uh, the best thing a pay-per-view can leave you with is the desire to tune in to the next night's Raw and continue the story. Uh, it's never been better accomplished by this show. It's never been matched, ever. Um, we were talking about this the other night there. Um, I think what made this show so good um, was that there was very limited internet presence back then uh, and the kind of dirt sheets weren't as readily available. Mm-hmm. So people just bought into it a bit more, um, more concern about what was happening between the four posts than you know, oh who's getting pushed or whose contracts. Yeah, up who's going to who's going to do do something off the back of this storyline or too busy that. looking into the future and looking at what's going to come up politically yeah. wise rather than what's actually happening there. Exactly. Yeah. Watch the two and a half hours of pay per view. You know what I mean? If this pay per view had happened now, people would be more interested in the details of the contracts. Yeah, you see, you, you, you can see it now. If, if, WWE brought bought over AEW and you know Cody and Omega and Hangman and the Bucks came in. People were too busy worrying about what's going to happen after the whole invasion storyline. They'd be like, you oh, know, well, who's who's going to get pushed here? Who's going to get kept in the company? I think they should do this with this guy rather than actually worrying about. I kind of bet they watch fucking Cody versus Seth Rollins and yeah. you know the Young Bucks versus Adam. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it goes beyond that. Um, the, the, the last time I checked, we were all professional wrestling fans and not uh, fans of legal contracts, like. Mm, that's that's a strange one. Uh, that's just my that's just my run. I'm old school though. Uh, I couldn't give a fuck what's happening behind the scenes. Really, really don't. Um, in terms of the show, it's a straight up A for me. Um, only let down by a few undercard matches being a bit flat. Not not terrible, just just a bit flat. X Pac mm-hmm. match in the six man tag, for example. Um, but every single match had a story to tell. Uh, even if it was the same story, it's company versus company. That's absolutely fine. It's a perfect storyline. Um, I totally bought into this show at the time and I always, always enjoy watching this. I could watch this multiple times a year uh, and I would never, ever get bored with it. I would absolutely recommend anyone to watch this. It's just it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute go-to show. It's a unique show. Um, I give it an A- an A- myself. Um, as you say, there was a couple of small things that brought it down just a touch. Um, 
really enjoyed a lot of it. Um, could have done without that six-man tag match. Uh, the Brown Planet stuff could have been, you know, left at the door as well. Um, I think if he just take those two matches out and leave me with what's left, it would definitely have been definitely an A and feeding towards an A plus. You know, it's that good a show. Um, Aberdeen Jeff Hardy was fantastic. Absolutely loved that. Uh, could watch that on my wee teams over. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. You know, everything you've said is, is absolutely spot on as well. So, um, I I could watch that again and again. <laughs> yeah. I think it's even people say, and again, there's a point I make frequently, seeing people say the Hatchet era was good, this is what they mean. They don't mean 99, 98, they mean, no. this is what they mean. They don't mean actually... in-your-house stuff at the end, you know, they, they mean this <laughs> stuff. Ah, this is what you mean, is invasion. This is what um, yes. I love it. So, um, thanks very much for joining me again, Stuart. Um, oh, I mean, it's never been more of a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be dropping a William Regal episode next week um, after this show. Finally, it is with you. Um, so that was really, really fun. I had a wee teaser there watching a wee bit of Regal in this one. So thank you very much, everybody. And we'll be back with Regal's episode next week. <laughs>